guys, this is uh, Ghostface Chili. Just uh, wanted to uh, take the time to try and finish uh, the beginning of this uh, this story. I, this second part story I've started. Uh, shit, I don't even remember the name. What was it called again? Uh, Bewitched. So uh, I figured I might... Uh, Maybe change up things today, and uh, maybe I'll uh, give you all my talking voice instead of my whispering voice and take a little break from ASMR. I don't know, uh, but uh, let me get everything set up, and uh, I'll see about starting Bewitched in the next 10-20 minutes. Oh shit, alright, be back. Hey, what's going on? This is uh, Ghostface Chili, I think. Uh, don't forget, you can always check out my podcast, on, my other podcast on uh, Anchor as well, called uh, Big Deity. Um, I do stories on there too. It's just a more obscure, uh, less known podcast. Um, so, uh, anyway. Uh, this is uh, probably the first time in a while that I've ever tried using my speaking voice. So anyway, um, and no, I I will not use my DJ voice. I, I sound retarded. <laughs> yeah, well, next up on stage left. <laughs> no, I ain't gonna <laughs> So anyway, uh, this is uh, introduction to. Bewitched, part two of three of this little series in my little uh, ectoplasm mini series. Uh, ectoplasm mini series. So anyway, I don't remember exactly how it started, but uh, it started off with uh, my uncle Art uh, going to his door. He heard a knock. And uh, he went to his door, and he couldn't open his door. So he went around the, the back door of his house and uh, went around to his porch. And he looks in front of his door because it opens out, you know. And he sees what's preventing him from opening his door is a very large, very, very white barn owl. And uh, it was... Uh, quite larger than most owls um it almost felt like it well not felt it almost looked like it pretty much took up the entire porch and he had a, a quite large porch like i'd say like uh what almost uh like five by ten feet uh kind of like a deck uh, his mom was uh i mean his mom <laughs> his wife wife was a little impaired so uh they would have to uh make like a nice porch so she could have steps and a rail and so well well anyway whatever a lot of details that i'll work out um on a real um, comic book and stuff we might uh, i don't know this is uh, a story i have uh, a really large series i'm working on that i'm sure y'all excited to hear about but because I'm not too rich and I don't have many copyrights, I'm not planning on telling y'all about it until me and my artists can get it all drawn out. 
but I'm pretty sure y'all will like it. Um, it's a little different than most uh, stories, but uh, it will be large and uh, in charge. A lot like, uh, I get a lot of inspiration, I would say, from Star Wars, in a sense. Nonetheless. Uh, anyway. So he, he walks up to the owl, and uh, it looks fine he doesn't he doesn't understand why it's there dead on his porch so he kind of he gets a a broom and uh he starts kind of poking at it and uh it kind of moves or something but it it seemed kind of strange and uh it didn't seem uh right to him so it kind of flapped its wings a few times and well what do you know what do you think he ends up doing he ends up beating the shit out of that uh that owl with the broom so he starts you know lacing into the motherfucker and uh swinging like like you know uh art was uh he was a very cynical person but uh he also um was wasn't too much about a uh, superstition let's just say like he kind of believed in superstitious stuff but uh he didn't like it so he never you could come off that like he was always kind of like uh given uh what the fuck was that okay uh <laughs> he uh he pretty much uh would uh wouldn't give any of that stuff credence because he was kind of like i would say scared of it but uh anyway um he starts beating the shit out of that barn owl feathers flying everywhere and when he finished um he kind of broke his broom and uh you know he looked down at the at the owl that he kind of like <laughs> pancaked and flattened it all all up and uh he didn't see no blood and uh it kind of bothered him he was like wow like i don't i don't know why there isn't any blood for me to like basically beat this shit to a pulp and uh he kind of starts moving some feathers back with the broom of course and uh <laughs> He, uh, he starts seeing, like, uh, it's hard to explain, like, like, kind of like, uh, bones, but not bones of, of, like, the actual owl, like, they were kind of like, like voodoo kind of bones tied together and stuff inside the owl, and he's kind of, like, even more perplexed because... Like, he starts kind of pushing more feathers off, and he doesn't see no, like, guts or, or anything. It's just, like, somebody uh, killed the owl, put some weird witch stuff in it, and left it on his porch. Well, I have to say that uh, he was very bothered by that. Everywhere he went and everything he did, he was just really, really stressed out about that owl. 
and uh, he didn't know why it, it, that it was eating at him so uh, hardcore. So uh, he ends up uh, going to a friend of his who uh, just so happened to be like some uh, holistic medicine man uh, around his parts. They were calling him like some sort of, uh, what's it called? Like, like uh, warlock, you know, in a sense. Uh, of course, this is this was done in the South. So uh, at and during the Western times uh, in the West. So uh, um, he was known as like a, like a, what are they called a, a shaman or a, what's that other word other than shaman uh, oh shit I can't even think of it but he, oh a brujo so anyway uh, he went to his friend's house and uh, told him about what had happened on his front porch and right when he mentioned uh, what he found inside the owl his eyes got real wide and uh, he says, uh, he says, uh, well, how about uh, I give you a, a little tarot card reading and uh, we'll try and figure out what's going on in your world. And he's like, okay, sounds great. Fuck it. You know, I don't really believe in this stuff, but, you know, if that kind of stuff really is going on, well, I figured you'd be the person to to figure out what it's all about. So, uh, his friends start shuffling up the cards and doing all this shit. And, uh, you know, he gives them a little, like, like, uh, bullshit talk about his tarot cards. He tells them, you know, he said, did you know that, uh, that some people, uh, can't really, uh, read someone's future until they're given a deck of cards, a deck of tarot cards? And he said, what do you mean? He's like, well, what I'm trying to say is, is uh, sometimes the real truth doesn't come out when someone uh, just goes and purchase cards and uh, tries to read their their uh, future, you know, so to speak. He says, uh, you know, um, there's a, there's a, a big legend that, that goes around people who do this sort of stuff that... Uh, that some of the best uh, readers and some of the best cards uh, come about when somehow uh, that reader gets given a deck of cards. And he goes, uh, normally I don't use that special set of cards that was given to me uh, by my father uh, because uh, sometimes the readings can get a little uh, too intense. So, But considering uh, what's happening to you and what you found this morning... So I'll go ahead and uh, I'll use my special cards. <clears throat> he said, but first, let me uh, shuffle them. So he starts shuffling them. Then he gives them to him and he said, uh, cut it however you want, how many ever times. If you have a favorite number or whatever the fuck, just get it done. Cut it. So, of course, he ends up cutting it like a few times, I think. Maybe let's just say he did it three times. He's a big fan of the number three. And uh, he ends up getting the cards back, and his his friend starts flipping them out. And he gets them all flipped out, 
And he starts looking at him. He's like, oh, my God. He's like, you're being followed. And he looks kind of like, wow, being followed. He's like, yeah, wow. He's like, everybody is jealous of you, Art. I don't know what you do or how much money you have. But this is saying, like, everywhere you go, people um, dislike you because they're either jealous of you or, uh, like, uh, they're obsessed about you. And it says, uh, this card right here is telling me, you know, that uh, you have uh, just an immense group of people who are trying to see what you're up to without you knowing. He's like, wow, that's, that's crazy. And he's like, well, you know, my family did have some issues uh, when I got an inheritance from my, uh, my brother who had passed away, but I take care of his kids. And, you know, uh, I felt that was only fair that I inherit my brother's stuff, you know, so I can take care of his kids. And uh, he was like, well, okay. And he, he keeps like uh, flipping some stuff out and he's like, wow, he's uh, you got some bad, some bad uh, sort of witchcraft on you. Somebody's trying to affect you supernaturally. He's like, you don't say, he's like, it's, it sounds weird. And he's like, yeah, he's like, uh, you haven't been having any weird dreams lately, have you? And his eyes get all wide and he's like, you know, I hadn't thought so until you said it. And I kind of got a, a flashback of a dream I had a few nights ago. And uh, he goes, uh, it was a story. I mean, it was a, a weird dream that I was at my uh, my barn. It was all in. Uh, normally, I have a, a worker that lives on the, the little, like, shack on the side of it. But he wasn't there. And uh, I saw, like, all these little people, uh, you know, I guess about the size of a, of a gnome or, uh, let's say a troll cause a little bit bigger than a gnome. It was like, uh, said so they were all like, kind of like three, four feet tall, you know, not, not super tiny, like Tom thumb kind of shit, but kind of like, uh, midway, like, uh, I shouldn't say it, but I like the movie. I like Willow from uh, <laughs> Willow. Like uh, what's that dude's name? The Leprechaun. Uh, I can't remember that actor's name. Not right now. I'm too. It's too hard having to write this story. Anyway, so uh, uh, he totally uh, freaked out. You know when he told him that dream. Uh, his friend, uh, let's call him, uh, uh, I don't know, um, Stuart. <laughs> no, I don't know. But um, so he kind of gets his eyes real big when he tells him about this dream. And he's like, well, why are you freaking out? And he's like, well, those little people, did they look like they had really large eyes, like larger than normal? And like he kind of like gets goosebumps and he freaks out and he's like, yeah, I can remember their faces a little bit. And it was really strange. He's like, I remember they had really huge eyes. And uh, 
they had really, really large smiles. And you could see their teeth, but they're really messed up and sharp and jagged. It's all but uh they wouldn't say anything. They wouldn't acknowledge acknowledge me, but they were staring at me. He's also I started walking towards them and they started going into my barn and taking things out of them, like if they were stealing my stuff. And he was his friend shakes his head and he's like, Yeah. He's all those things you're seeing are, are demons. And uh whoever's put this hex or curse on you doesn't want to see you happy. So they're putting uh they're putting uh some sort of uh witchcraft on you. And uh he's like that's why they used a barn owl. Uh owls are supposed to be deeply connected to uh you know, a superstition and supernatural and, and all that stuff. Um, it has been said that uh, many uh, witches or warlocks who are very accomplished in uh, alchemy or whatever the hell um, come across some sort of uh, ability to shapeshift. And for some reason, they always say, um, they're owls and he was like uh, I'm gonna give you this candle uh, that I made f uh, for some people in these sorts of situations and I want you to burn it when you get home he's all but uh, I want you to to take heed in mind that you shouldn't be out past midnight do not be outdoors in in the twilight hours so to speak and he said, okay, because, like, you know, after midnight, uh, evil takes over in uh, in our world, so to speak. And he's like, okay. And he said, uh, you know, uh, so if I light this candle and whatnot, uh, you think I can get rid of all this? He said, it's possible. He's all, but uh, not necessarily that likely for the first time. He was like, you got a really bad, really bad hex on you and uh, whoever's doing this is taking a lot of effort and a lot of time to try and uh, affect you negatively so uh, just trying and bear that in mind that uh, this is all just uh, of a way to, to try and make you feel scared so uh, don't worry about it too much he said but uh I am going to give you uh, this, this special uh, prayers that, uh, that has been passed down from generation to generation. And uh, they're usually uh, called by a bunch of different names, but it's easily said it's, uh, it's like uh, the seven prayers of the world. And... Um, you know, it's it's supposedly uh, a collection of prayers that all religions and all um, all all uh, beings, you know, whether it be from our world or or not, uh, are affected by this this prayer. He's all, of course, I've never tried it myself because I've never had this sort of uh, stuff done on me that I've needed to. But uh, 
I want you to take these seven prayers and uh, here's uh, an enchanted cloth um, that was blessed by by a shaman and uh, what I want you to do is if you ever feel too scared like something supernatural is going to hurt you or get you is I want you to read these seven prayers and with every prayer you finish you tie a knot in this uh, this you know uh, enchanted cloth and uh, he said okay uh, it seems easy enough he's all well he's all, I left out the hardware part um, you're gonna have to read these prayers backwards and he kind of looks at him like well I don't know how to read words backwards he's all no 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 you don't have to say them backwards you just have to say the prayer backwards so instead of starting at the beginning and going to the end you need to start these prayers from the end and go up to the beginning kind of like the opposite way you read and he said okay well that sounds good I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot and he said well be careful my friend there's a there's a large large group of people who are uh, doing everything they can to watch you fail said uh, with that in mind just kind of pace yourself and uh, try not to uh, let it get in your head he said well thanks a lot uh, I've already forgot his name but uh, he said thanks a lot buddy uh, I really appreciate it you know uh, tell your brother I said hi I think like in the story it, it was a, f a friend's brother of his a, f a friend of his brother or something like that so nonetheless uh, he ends up leaving and he's seriously fucking like uh, shook from the whole fucking thing he like uh, he was so nervous and uh, worried about what's coming after him what's going on that he ends up going uh, to uh, like a local general store that uh, his sister owned and uh, he goes to a general store and he talks to his sister and tells him he's going through a lot of stuff, that someone's uh, harassing him and probably stalking him or something, you know. And, uh, you know, his sister kind of is just like, well, I think you're just, you're crazy, you're, you're staying out in the sun too long, you know, what have you. So he's like, dude, whatever. And he gets some supplies, some food. And most definitely, he gets some uh, some hard liquor. So uh, he leaves. He goes back to his ranch, and uh, he goes uh, he goes to like a little like chair that he has under a huge tree in front of his house, and it kind of overlooks it, the side of his barn and the side of that that shack that um, his. Uh, his ranch hand lives on and uh he's kind of just looking around and enjoying you know the quiet and the peace drinking a, a little bit of liquor while he's uh just uh kind of laying back um yeah, if you really want to know what he's drinking it's definitely uh whiskey bourbon and uh 
if you ask me, the brand is uh, most definitely uh, some, well, I don't know. I guess we can make it Jim Beam. I really like Jim Beam, even though I'm a bigger fan of Johnny Walker. I really doubt uh, my uncle at the time could afford something like that. So anyway, uh, he uh, he's there enjoying some drinks and getting a good uh, good buzz going. And uh, he's just so stressed out. And he kind of sees the sun start uh, setting. It starts getting dusk. And, and uh, the sun starts uh, going down behind his, uh, his barn. And uh, while he's just sitting there, he sees uh, his uh, ranch hand come out of the shack and go into the barn and doing like chores and taking care of the livestock trying to get everything in and set before uh, nightfall and he's just there drinking and he looks off into the distance behind his uh, his barn he can see like a little tiny animal like uh, crawling on the ground and the more he kept looking at it, the more it looked like the animal was staring directly at him. And it kept getting closer and closer, and he realized it was some sort of, like, cat or feline. Uh, and he could tell that it was, uh, it was stalking him and getting ready to pounce. And he was just like, wow, this, this cat looks like it's going to come after me. So, of course, at the time, he pulls out his revolver. Um, you know, a 45 single action Colt, you know, and pulls it out on the side. And uh, he's like, well, just in case this, whatever it is, maybe it's a, you know, a wild cat with rabies. You know, there's wild cats, like like house cats. Yeah, there's wild ones. And uh, it started getting closer and it started looking a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger until he was like maybe, let's say, like 20 yards from well, not 20, I'd say like 10 yards from him. And he realizes it's like a really small, I guess, in a sense, uh, bobcat, you know. And uh, he's like, wow, it looks like he's going to attack me. So he's kind of worried. And uh, he ends up looking next to him and he sees like a little stone. He picks it up and he throws it super hard at that uh, cat and it didn't it didn't even flinch and it kind of bothered him he was like wow how in the hell can this cat not even like be bothered by a rock throwing at it he's like he's that locked on to me and uh, concerned about me he'd, he'd even care that a rock almost hit him so he picks up another stone and and that cat you know let's say bobcat he wasn't for sure, but it it looked like a bobcat or an ocelot, uh, you know, uh, from uh, from the description of it. Uh, when I got the story from my grandfather originally, it sounded a lot like an ocelot. So uh, let's just say it was an ocelot, and uh, he kind of like freaks out. Like, let me let me. Uh, try throwing another rock i don't see how it didn't even like you know any animal is gonna be just as scared as you as you are of it uh 
So he throws another rock at it. And uh, what happens next almost makes him like jump out of his seat is that he sees the rock going straight at the, the ocelot's head. And it looked as almost the rock went straight through him, like if he was a ghost, but he didn't look like a ghost. And he looks and he's like, what in the living hell? And the cat kind of like sits up, it stops stalking him. It sits up and it's just like still looking at him, still infatuated with him and uh, starts kind of licking itself. And uh, he starts walking towards it. And as he's walking towards it, he uh, he ends up finally making it kind of trot off. But it definitely wasn't scared. It was just kind of like it didn't want it to get want him to get too much closer. So as he was walking closer to it, the cat ends up running towards that shack and climbing the side of the house onto the roof. So now that he's kind of way up there he couldn't really see because he got real close to the cat he ends up kind of like backpedaling to try and see the cat on the roof well he he goes all the way back you know 10 20 feet and he sees a cat on on the you know uh, the middle of the roof right on the i forget what it's called uh, right on the perch in the middle whatever i forget what it's called but nonetheless uh, he's right on the on the like tip of uh, the roof, you know, where the awnings meet or whatever they're called, where the roof kind of makes a point. And he's just staring at the cat. And as the sun's going down, the cat starts looking weirder and weirder. And it starts off by once the sun kind of dips behind the roof, it started looking like the cat was shape-shifting and he couldn't make out like what it was trying to shift to or but it it looked like once the shadows came around the cat and the the sun went behind the the roof you know making it way darker it looked like he became able to like just was almost like a like a shadowy mist but not a lot more, um, um, a lot more like defined than just a shadow. But it, it was, it's a good, ex it's a good example of like how the body and shadows were, were looking like on this, uh, you know, ocelot. So anyway, uh, he starts kind of freaking out. And he goes back to his chair and he sits down and he's still like just staring at that cat on the roof that looks like it it's like moving and shifting and forming kind of like just a big blob of shadowy darkness like turning into all sorts of different shapes and animals and sizes he it just looked weird to him and uh he like looks down and he's like man maybe, maybe it's this uh this whiskey i keep drinking and you know and he's like well i doubt it he's like, i i didn't really drink that much so he starts kind of taking a bigger few drinks because he's just kind of like stressed and and overwhelmed and he looks back up at the cat and the cat's just sitting now on on the top of that roof and you can't make out 
too much other than its eyes and uh, uh, he he couldn't help but feel like the eyes were glowing even though they weren't glowing a specific color like if anything it was like a glare you know like a, a blue bluish white reflection off his eyes but it, it it was just perfect in a way that it glinted back at him like it was glowing and it was just sitting there looking at him licking its paws and uh all of a sudden he sees the the ocelot kind of get up on its hind legs facing him and it it kind of puts up his two arms and the motherfucker starts dancing I kid you not, the motherfucker kind of like uh, like those old school uh, dances with the suit and the top hat and the cane, but with just without a cane. And the cats just there kind of almost line dancing <laughs> to uh, fucking art. And art's just like, holy shit, my friend's right. I got some bad shit being put on me. And he kind of freaks out. So he ends up pulling out his revolver and he fans that hammer right at that um, cat on the roof. Well, he fans it and it almost looked like the cat still didn't get scared. But after he kind of like alerted his uh, his worker who was inside the barn uh, as he was running towards art, he's like, what's going on? Uh, the cat kind of looked looked where he was coming from and then hopped off the back of the the barn uh, the shack on the side of the barn and like took off into the brush uh, and he, art kind of looks down he's kind of like chuckles he's on nothing uh he's like, i saw a, a predator on on the top of the shack and i was afraid it might find its way into the the barn he said, well, be careful, man. You could have put a hole in my ass. <laughs> He's all, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, he ends up uh, kind of calling it a day. And, he, you know, he picks up his bottle of, of uh, Jim Beam and heads inside. So then uh, he, he ends up going to bed. And uh, he ends up getting waking up in the middle of the night and he looks at his uh his pocket watch on his nightstand and it says it's 3 a.m 3 13 to be exact and uh he gets up and he kind of he kind of feels like something's drawing him back to where he saw that cat and he's like man the last thing i need to do is go to that stupid fucking uh, barn and uh, see what's going on he's all because that you know that uh, shaman told me hey you don't go out past midnight it's bad news for somebody like you who's being cursed so uh, as luck would have it he uh, decided for some reason that he wanted to go outside just to investigate you know uh, in a sense curiosity killed the cat so uh, he ends up going outside and uh, he ends up uh, 
walking to his front porch and like in his grass right in front of his house walks down the steps and you know he's kind of in his yard and he sees like all these little weird things on his tree and he's like what the fuck is that and he walks up to like it's one of his biggest trees on the on his front yard property and he walks up to it and he sees all these these little sticks that are tied to bones also in different shapes hanging from his uh his tree and uh they're basically you know uh rectangles or triangles or uh, some but some were even more impressive and kind of looked like uh hexagons um pentagrams really really talented sort of stuff so uh he starts kind of like taking them all off his tree because he's worried he's pissed off and uh, he's still a little bit drunk so he's there kind of cursing in the darkness and uh you know uh he he goes up um to the base of the tree and he sees like all these like little fresh mounds of dirt like like almost if there's like a bunch of little holes so he he goes up closer to him and he kind of pokes one with a um with a a piece of of a stick bone uh, kind of shape that was that he pulled off his tree that was hanging and he kind of pokes the dirt and when he pokes it and spreads the dirt, he sees that they're all little mounds. Well, at least the first mound he looks at is a little mound of, uh, like, some sort of uh, organs. Like, probably from a small animal. And uh, he thought, like, man, this is almost like, like as small as maybe, like, a small mammal. You know, like, quite possibly... Uh, uh, a rat or uh, a mouse and uh, he, he started like kind of like uh, spreading out the dirt and he saw like no no body or anything it was just guts intestine uh, liver stomach uh, like almost like uh, whoever buried that stuff just came with a bunch of innards and organs dug some holes and put them in there well this really freaked him out so uh, he kind of loses his shit and he starts kicking all the mounds he starts snapping all the all the uh, little uh, trinkets he has hanging from his tree and he starts he starts cursing, you know, God and looking at this guy and being like, what do I do to deserve this? And, uh, such bullshit and just all this bullshit. Well, as he's cursing about that, he hears a super loud, super eerie screech, you know, like really loud, like, He's like, what the fuck was that? And it came from the sky, and he looks up. 
and there is a gigantic almost like um unearthly size of a barn owl just kind of soaring hundreds and hundreds of yards up in the air he could hardly like make out its face but it looked like the the owl was like twice the size of a man and he kind of like almost swallows like like himself whole with fear and he's just stunned like he can't say or or do anything he just feels like like just frozen and he's there thinking to himself like what the hell do i do what what the fuck is this i know it's an owl but i've never seen anything that 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 ginormous especially compared to to that one that i that i killed on my porch i thought that was the biggest owl i ever saw and it, I mean, maybe let's say from wing to wing, it was, you know, let's say close to, to like 15 feet. But the, this one in the sky that just screeched at me, man, it's like, like 20 feet on each side of the wing. You would think it, it'd have to be at least like 40 feet wide for it to be like, it it was larger than life and uh he started he started kind of like freaking out but he he felt so scared he couldn't move so something in him tells him get the hell out of there so he kind of snaps out of it and he starts kind of like trying to uh like calmly walk towards his door and as he starts w walking towards his door that insanely huge owl kind of turns and starts circling him and he freaks out and he kind of like hauls ass inside well he calls us inside he uh, closes his screen door and lock locks that and then he closes his door and locks that and uh, he he wants to look outside, you know, but he's kind of afraid. And uh, he has like a, a decent sized little window at the top of his door, uh, but it's covered with curtains and stuff. So he kind of peeks out a little past the curtains and he hears, he doesn't see anything, but he hears like this large flapping sound. And he's like, wow, that sounds like, 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 that just sounds, uh, like gigantic, you know, the, the flapping of the wings sound like so loud. He, he, he couldn't imagine how that owl was anywhere close to that size. And he keeps looking at, cause he's hearing the flapping right above his house and he can see like on one part on the side of his house there's like a lot of loose dirt and uh kind of like uh um you know like the western desert kind of dirt 
and he he could see bits of the dirt kind of getting getting kicked up like like how you'll see like with helicopters when they're about to land or and he could see the air kind of like kicked up and the flapping getting closer and closer and then he hears a loud crunch or like scratch on his roof and it sounds really ugly like and he starts thinking man it it must have talons the size of my horses and uh, he can hear it kind of scratching on his roof and he starts freaking out because he's like well what, what if it gets inside my house he's like it's so huge he's like it it's it's almost twice the size of me and uh you know uh he's like, I, I don't i don't know how uh i'm gonna deal with this so he goes to his uh his uh fireplace mantle and uh he takes off a a very large uh double barreled shotgun he uh he had been given it to him get it had been given to him by his deceased uh, brother and uh it was a very powerful shotgun 16 gauge i think or some shit uh None of that pussy 10, I mean 12, I don't know, well, maybe it wasn't 16, was it 10 gauge? I don't fucking know. Whatever's bigger than a 12 gauge. And uh, so uh, he ends up loading her up and kind of like, like freaking out because he's hearing hard, hard scratching on the top of his roof and like so worried. He ends up going... Uh, a little like spare bedroom he had that used to be his brother's and he had tools in there and he pulls out like his tool bag and in that tool bag uh, there's a bunch of carpentry stuff along with you know a saw so he takes the saw and uh, he uses it to try and saw off his shotgun barrel and so he ends up cutting all through it you know finally getting they're cutting it and he ends up uh like with a nice a nice powerful close quarters you know shotgun and uh he was paying attention to all the noises and stuff but it seemed like once he finished getting his shotgun ready and getting a shitload of shells in his pockets everything got silent and uh, he didn't hear anything. So he he went up into his like attic sort of and uh, kind of look, looked out like a little vent that he had in his attic. And he didn't see anything. So uh, he kind of thought, well, maybe it's gone or what? And as soon as he thought that, he saw like, in the distance like where that large tree was at he saw a figure like a human shape an outline almost a shadow outline of a human but he couldn't really tell like if it was a man or woman because it was way too dark and shadowy but what he could tell was it looked like it was doing something to his tree or by his tree and he kept looking and looking and it looked like it was like 
messing with something at the base of the tree and uh, all of a sudden that shadow just shoots up into the air until he can't see like from how high it goes and he just kind of like freaks out like wow like was that the owl because that didn't look like an owl and he's just thinking all this wild stuff he's like man i don't know what to do and then he thinks like oh the seven prayers of the world so i need to go get those i need to carry that on me all the time and that that stupid uh like enchanted cloth like it's just basically a really huge handkerchief but it if that's what he says I need to do to get this stuff off of me, then maybe that's what I need to do next time this thing comes back. So I'm going to do whatever I need to do to try and get rid of whatever is coming after me. And uh, so hopefully I'll find a way to, uh, to get away from all this cursed and super superstitious crap that I don't even believe in so uh, this is where the start the story is going to stop there's still more to this two part and uh, there still will be a third part uh, that still kind of involves the same guy and uh, same kind of like witchcraft paranormal uh, devil kind of shit so uh stay tuned uh, I don't know I probably won't record anymore today if I do it'll be on Big Deity and it'll be a separate story than, than this one but uh, yeah this is Bewitched uh, part one of two now <laughs> which is kind of part two of three so yeah I know it gets confusing but like I said uh, it's kind of why I want to do it to get y'all used to uh how I'm going to try writing my anthologies because I am obsessed about anthologies. Like I live for that shit. And, uh, that's what I'm trying to create with my stories. They're all in the same world. They're all interconnected, but it's a world quite like our real world. There are very, very strange things. It's a very big place. And uh, let's just say that even the universe and space isn't outside of uh, this anthology. Uh, there'll probably be uh, some stories in the future that will deal with uh, extraterrestrials. I don't like to really call them uh, aliens, uh, but let's just call them uh, um, interdimensional beings or extra dimensional beings or whatever and uh yeah i got a lot more crazy shit coming um if y'all have any opinions uh, about what i'm doing or what y'all like uh, you can go to my instagram and direct message me and I, I read all my dms i may not answer them all but i read them all um i uh I've posted new stuff on my YouTube and uh, like trolling shit. Um, very vulgar, very offensive. So uh, if your feelings are easily hurt, do not go to my YouTube. And uh, that's about it. Of course, as always, 
I have a, a band uh, if you want to check out our music and you're into that dark extreme music uh, you can go find us on YouTube and search for Total Defiance and uh, I think that's all I really want to mention today um, for all those that are listening I appreciate it more than uh, you can imagine uh, I have a lot of people that make fun of me for trying to do stories and stuff but I I do stories for myself uh, I grew up in a lot of ways uh, getting a lot of uh, stress relief from uh, telling stories and uh, feeling like people listen to me because I'm the type of person who's ignored quite quite often and quite easily because uh, I'm I'm like sort of I guess like uh, ADDD ADDD AD ADHD there we go but um, anyway uh, this is Ghostface Chili um, stay tuned hopefully before Friday I'll finish uh, the second part to Bewitched and then uh, maybe give y'all introduction to the third part of this uh, like weird fucking series <laughs> Uh, mind you, I do certain parts more uh, split up because I'm trying to generate uh, more traffic. I need y'all to really, I'm all, even if you don't hear my shit, just like, well, give me some fucking plays. <laughs> uh, my sponsor is paying me by the plays. Come on, man. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's about it. Uh, I hope y'all liked uh, what I with uh, this story called Bewitched. Uh, I hope you are kind of uh, um, surprised by me doing my normal uh, dictating voice. Uh, I wanted to give y'all a little taste of just my regular speaking voice. And uh, yeah, I'm probably, I might, I might post something later on Big Deity and do like, try, I, I want to try and get better at doing short stories, so I'm going to do shorter stories at Big Deity, longer ones on Ghostface Chili. Um, if you have any excess, uh, suggestions, feel free uh, to give me them here on Anchor or even on Instagram, like I said. Uh, I spend most of my time on Instagram because I'm, I'm a big douchebag. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. This is... Ghostface Chili, signing out.